0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. I'm Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, as usual, Chase Kroshaw. Chase, how are you doing today, bud? Ah, I'm hanging in, actually. i um, pretty excited for today's
0: episode. It's a topic that I know I love. I know you enjoy. Uh, I hope the fans enjoy it as well. So uh, I'm
1: pretty excited. How are you? I'm doing very well. And I just want to quickly talk about how quick or how fast this last, I don't know, quarter year has gone, at least for me. Uh, I don't know if it's gone as quick for you, but we are only 13 days away from Christmas, only 18 days away from 2021. And I feel like the year has just been flying ever since I got back to school. Obviously, we had that one point where the year really dragged from, I don't know, late March to around June. But it seems like it's been flying, at least for me. Uh, Do you feel the same way or has this whole year kind of just dragged for you? I mean, in comparison
0: to what March felt like for me, I have to say, I mean, hundred percent. I mean, the last two weeks of March felt like I was like aged so much I'd be eligible for AARP. Like it, it was insane, especially since um, all of a sudden my all my work and school just stopped and I was stuck at home because uh, I was high risk, so I couldn't just leave the house with COVID getting so crazy. So those first like two weeks just felt like forever. So yeah, these last four months they, they, they've kind of flown by. Uh, Days days are chugging along pretty good. It's it's kind of hard to believe that Christmas is you know only twelve days away from us recording. Uh, I'm I'm looking um or whatever however many days it was, but yeah I'm like I'm looking out my window right now. I I don't see any snow. Uh you know it snowed like a like three weeks a month ago, but it really hasn't snowed since then. So it doesn't really feel like the season right now. I don't know. It just it's just so it,
1: it all just feels so weird. It really does and. It, it was crazy. I woke up to a morning Snapchat in my family group chat, and my mom had a decoration out that said, let it snow, Christmas is in, and then, you know, you have those blocks that you can change. It said 12 days. I'm like, are you shitting me 12 days already? Um, but it, it's crazy how quickly this quarter year has gone, but also uh, it's crazy how light, how fast life goes, dude. Like, my parents always told me, you know, you don't want to be a grown-up or you know if you said i just want to be a grown-up i just want to move out whatever you were saying they're like it's gonna come quick and it really did i'm 23 already you're 22 you're getting close to 23 just a couple months now um shh. I kind of want to go back dude kind of want to go back to when days weren't as quick
0: yeah i mean like, I, I i get what you mean um i i I still personally look forward to getting older and continuing in my career. That's something I really, really look forward to. It's what I've always wanted to do my whole life. So it still doesn't bug me. I mean, sure, it'd be nice to go and just have zero to very little responsibility. Um, Just, you know, day in and day out and just go back to being in school, not having to really do much and play hockey. Sure, that'd be great. But I don't know. I'm, I'm someone who is still super excited to continue to
1: keep growing older. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, you grow older, you get more grays and your bones begin to break down, but we're not there yet. We still got, I don't know, 30, 40 years, maybe. (laughs) I hope. But yeah, uh, my schooling's almost done. I've only got two more big assignments and then I'm done for the year. Uh, Be back early 2021. And then that means I get to give Bolts Broadcast, and our other show, a football show, WNP Sports Podcast. Uh, I get to give those two shows just all my all my time and effort, so I'm very excited for that. And uh, quickly, before we hop into what we're going to be talking about for today, uh, we're going to give you guys a little schedule update for Bolts Broadcast. So, show today, obviously you're hearing us. Uh, we'll have a show on Thursday the 17th, and then Monday the 21st. Then we're going to be taking a break on Christmas Eve. We will not have a show on that Thursday. Then we're going to be coming back on Monday the 28th. And then another break on New Year's Eve to just, you know, really celebrate the holidays with family and friends. Um, but then at the, at the turn of the new year, uh, we'll be back Mondays and Thursdays every week. Uh, so wanted to give you guys that quick holiday schedule update um, but for today's show chase we're gonna be talking about uh, the start date just a little bit more we're gonna be talking about the new divisions and then we're gonna hop into world junior stock so let's quickly talk about that nhl start date uh, we talked about it last episode um, we're pretty sure it's january 13th and it sounds like it's going to become official on wednesday
0: yeah, so, you know, we, we've been waiting for that official word. We've heard all the rumblings and all the reports from, you know, the uh, the insiders from the NHL executives sharing that information. So, you know, we'll, we'll see Wednesday. Um, it, it'll be January 13th. Uh, we'll get an idea of what the schedule's going to look like. You know, we we're we'll talk about the divisions here in a minute. So, we, you know, when you hear the divisions, you'll have an understanding. Okay, it'll probably, you'll probably primarily play the teams in your division. Maybe you'll play... The teams outside of those divisions, like other divisions, maybe you'll play them once or twice or something, and maybe you won't play them at all. I don't know. It's it's something that we're all going to have to wait and see and figure out. Um, but it, it's going to be a really interesting year. It's kind of very similar to the lockout 2012-2013, shortened schedule. Got to kind of figure things out really quickly on the fly. At least they've had some more time to prepare in comparison to the lockout. So hopefully things aren't as just all over the place as it was back then. But I'm I'm just super excited for hockey to really get going again.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and we're going to talk about the new divisions now, but before I get into them, I wonder, are they going to keep the same playoff format, at least like how to get into the playoffs? Because the new East division is absolutely loaded, whereas the Central, our Tampa Bay Lightning, are just going to run absolutely wild on the rest of this division. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how this is going to work. My, my guess is that
0: it's going to be... Probably broken to East and Central will be the Eastern Conference, then West and All Canadian will be Western Conference, if I had to guess. Um, and maybe, I, I don't know if they take top three again and then wild cards, or if they're maybe they'll just take the top one, and then the next best six. Um, you know, if they're doing something like that, that's what probably makes sense. But I mean, we'll, hopefully we'll find out more on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, I agree. So let's quickly run through these. So all Canadian, we've got Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg. Pretty self-explanatory. All Canadian, you have all seven Canadian teams there. Uh, For the new East Division, you have Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, New York. New York again, uh, Rangers and Islanders, then Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Uh, Pretty loaded division there. Central, you have Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Detroit, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, and our Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Nice to see that Florida's still with us because that means we can bully little brother even more. Uh, Then West, Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, Los Angeles, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. So, Chase, when you're looking at these divisions... uh I, I would assume you think East is the strongest division, and then Central and West, I mean, they're kind of battling not battling it out for who has the top dog and the weakest division because you do have Colorado and Vegas in the West that are most definitely going to bully those California teams, whereas the Central, you know, you've got Tampa, who I think they're going to have really free reign on Detroit, Chicago, Minnesota, Nashville, Florida, pretty much everyone in there. So I read a couple articles from a couple different writers
0: of, from a couple different teams, none Tampa-related, uh, and every single one that I was reading about, the new divisions, they were all congratulating the Tampa Lightning on the President's Trophy already. That That's how easy this division is compared to their roster. You know, like, there's it's still they're still not going to just sweep these teams. It's still going to be competition. Um, You know, like, Carolina and Nashville should still put up good fights. I mean, and even, like, Florida— And Columbus should be able to put up good fights, too. The other teams, like, there's really not much chance, though. Tampa should be able to steamroll most of the season. Um, It's going to be a pretty easy ride to the playoffs. But at at the end of the day, who cares? You know, however however they get to the playoffs doesn't matter as long as they get to the playoffs and then do damage when they get going from there. But I would really be shocked if at the end of the season it doesn't show that the Central ends up as the weakest. Um, Just because I I think a couple of the teams, like, in the West, like, I don't think San Jose and L.A. are going to be, like, good, but I think they're going to be better than what they were last year. Same thing with Anaheim. Um, you know, a- Arizona's not that bad of a team. They shouldn't have collapsed like they did last year. It's kind of pathetic that they did. So that division has a chance to like really
1: compete, whereas the Central, I really don't think there's much competition. Yeah, for sure. And um, the Central are... Our Tampa Bay Lightning fans, we're going to be able to see a very highly touted player that Chase, you and I have been so intrigued to watch for many years, who has now come over to the Minnesota Wild, Kirill Kaprizov or Kaprizov. Um, He he came over a a couple months ago, wasn't able to play in the bubble, but we're going to be able to watch him uh, as... You know, this in-divisional play will be happening a lot more, and I'm very excited to watch because is he going to have an impact like Artemi Panarin or is he going to have an impact like Sergei Plotnikov, who obviously not as great. Uh, We would assume he's coming in looking like a Panarin-type player, but we'll have to wait and see. Dude,
0: there's no chance he has his Plotnikov-type of performance because Sergei Plotnikov was a good KHLer. He was a good KHLer, but like he was kind of a specialized player over there because of the way he played. Nobody played over there like that. He, he plays a hard physical game and has some scoring ability too. But newsflash, 45% of the NHL plays that way. So when he came over, he wasn't able to just dominate like he could over there. Uh, whereas like Kaprazov, he just is flat out better than everybody he played against in the KHL. He's going to be better than most people he plays against in the NHL. Um he, He should, and he's probably going to win the Calder. I I think he has better chance winning the Calder over, like, last friend year, even though first overall pick usually gets a big benefit, big bonus in that department. Um, I I just think Corral puts up way too many points and scores too many goals to to deny that. He's going to have a large role in this Minnesota team. He's going to be a day one top six player, maybe even top line player, top power play, 20 minutes a night. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm very interested to see where he finds his little niche or what line he finds himself on, who he's going to be playing with. uh, Because obviously they're going to need to be able to feed Kirill the puck. But quickly, Chase, before we move on to World Junior Talk... Let's talk about this all-Canadian division. Uh, who do you think is going to take it? I mean, y- you got to think that Toronto, maybe Winnipeg are kind of the favorites. Edmonton there, however, it seems like without Drysaddle and McDavid, they would be the worst team in the league. So uh, they're kind of iffy. You never know what you're going to get out of them. Uh, it- it's a tough division because you got a rise in Vancouver too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it-, it should be fun to watch. It'll be cool to have all the Canadian teams playing against each other. Um I, I do think that each and every single one of these teams legitimately have a chance to make playoffs, so it, it's just going to be a true battle. Um, you know, I, I I look super forward to it, looking forward to... Uh, really, really my, my thing I'm looking forward to the most in this division is just seeing Calgary's new reverse retro jerseys because they're, they're, they're just so clean, so beautiful. Um, but yeah, it, it should be entertaining, and it'd be cool if they created some sort of trophy just for the Canadian
1: teams to kind of compete against since they're not winning a cup anytime soon. Facts. Yeah, that would be really cool. And I am very excited to see those retro jerseys as well. But Chase, let's now move on from division talk to world junior talk. But first, let's take a brief commercial break. We've got hockey talk.
0: Those are the moments you're a sports fan for. Um, Those are the moments where, you know, you're down through nothing and the team has this amazing comeback. And the guy who you want, who you really are thinking this needs to be the star of this team, has a hat trick. We've got beer. It has a unicorn on the can. An easy drinking beer that's just delicious. We want to help you understand the sport you love better. What kind of things are you looking for to understand the game better? Or what, you know, what's a couple of things someone who's watching the game at home when things start up here in a few weeks? Or if they're watching college hockey, what's going on right now? what kind of things would they be looking for to try and understand the game better or what's happening in the game? That sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, it's a great question. And I think it's, it's something that's evergreen. Um, Listen to Jackets debrief, part of the hockey podcast network and available wherever
1: fine podcasts or download. All right. And we are back chase. Let's talk about some world juniors. Uh, We'll be going through some of the teams and their rosters. Um, Chase, are we doing predictions this week, or should we save that for a future episode? As we do have, let's see, three more episodes before World Junior starts.
0: Jill? No, I, I I say we save it for next Monday. Um, so okay. like, so today here's what kind of rundown what we'll do. We'll talk about the ten teams, which which pools they're in. I uh, give a little quick synopsis and some notable players. Maybe talk a little more about them if we feel necessary. Um, and then. Next week, we'll get into our predictions because especially with COVID, um, you know, these players could land in, in Red Deer and then all of a sudden test positive and be knocked out. And that could change the whole landscape of a team because their star player could be gone. So it, it'd be better if we just
1: wait and make sure everything kind of irons out the way it should. All right. That sounds perfect to me. Let's start off with Pool A Chase and we'll start off with Canada and I. Uh, I think overall, let's talk about pools real quick. Uh, pool A, you got Canada, Finland, Germany, Slovakia, Switzerland. Pool B, you've got Austria, Czech Republic, Russia, Sweden, and the U.S. Uh, to me, it seems like the U.S. got the harder pool than Canada once again, and it seems like that's just how it always works out, which really annoys me.
0: I mean, it's based on finish from the previous tournament, so if Canada wins the gold, they're they got seeds one, four, five eight and ten i think is how that works out or it's one four five eight and nine is how it works out um so like right away they don't have to play teams two or three um so the, the, yeah they already do have an, an advantage but the one advantage the u.s gets for
1: not winning gold is they get to play the worst team in the tournament every year yeah i mean i guess that's fair but you know how many times do you play them right hey i mean it's a free win true all right, Chase, let's go into Pool A. We'll start off with Canada. Um, obviously, they're going to boast another terrific roster. They always do.
0: Yeah, uh, it's kind of an understatement for this year. You, you know, with, with COVID, there's suddenly more players available than the normal. Uh, I'm sure there's, you know, there's a couple guys uh, within the tournament that aren't going to be playing, whether it be for, like, for whatever reasons it is. Um, you know, for Canada, Alexis Lafreniere, he is not playing in the tournament solely because he wants to prepare for the NHL which, you know, like I get he he won gold. He won best player last year. He's he would easily do it this year. He's got nothing else to show. Might as well just prepare. uh, Make sure to keep yourself healthy for the NHL because he hurt himself last year in the tournament. I know he still played, but it was still scary. Um, But yeah, this Canadian team yet again, uh, you know, unreal forward group, great uh, D group. The Goaltending is where it always is kind of an issue, especially these last few years. Uh, you know, no very high-end prospects in, in the goaltending group, but the rest of the team is so star-studded it shouldn't matter. Out of all the skaters, they have two non-first-round picks, and that is Kaden Korczak and Jordan Spence, so that's kind of nuts.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you have some notable players written down here, like Quentin Byfield, Kirby Doc, Dylan Cousins, Cole Perfetti. It goes on and on, but there's one name I actually want to talk about with you, Chase, because you weren't his biggest supporter at draft time. However, Jack Quinn is on this Canada roster. Uh, what do you think his role could look like, and do you think he could have that scoring prowess that he saw last year in juniors?
0: No, I, I I think he is the last forward on the team. I think he might play in a game or two. That's about it. And he's going to see kind of four or five minutes, kind of like what like Dawson Mercer did last year where he was literally the extra player. And this year you can carry even more players than normal. So he's just going to be completely unused. I I don't like if he gets out there against an easier team, he he might score a goal or something, but he's not going to see enough ice time to make any real, real difference. Interesting,
1: interesting. All right, Chase Walton, do you want to move on to Finland now? Uh Finland a a very solid team. I mean, they have won the World Junior Championship gold uh, a couple of times and I think it was back in twenty thirteen when they won. Most prior. I could be I could be way off. No, when they had mean, the, what was that, twenty sixteen? I don't know. The I, I just remember the legendary Rasmus Ristolainen team.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they, they definitely won in 2016. That was our senior year of high school. Yeah.
1: Dude, I, I don't remember my senior year of high school, our senior <laughs> year of high school.
0: Okay, well, r- r- regardless, yes. Uh, Finland, their team, they always compete really well at the junior level, especially recently, the last decade or so, this team's just been getting better and better very rapidly. Uh, we're we're going to see the same kind of thing this year. Um, you, you know, obviously... Anton Lundell is going to be the, the headliner of this team. He's going to be their best player. He's someone I loved in this draft cycle. Who should have, he should have gone higher. It's crazy that he didn't. And he's already showing this year dominating in the Finnish Liga that he should have been a higher pick. Uh, but a couple uh, kind of two surprises I want to mention real quick uh, before I let you take away what you're going to say. Uh, it's very shocking that um, Aturati... Uh, he was coming into the year the consensus number one pick for the 2021 draft. Uh, that's kind of changing as his plays kind of drop this year. He was on the team last year. But he's not on the team this year. And then uh, 2022 draft eligible, 03-born Brad Lambert is going to be on uh, Team Finland this year. So he's uh, the youngest player, might be the youngest player in the tournament, but he might have a
1: big role for him. Yeah, for sure. And Finland actually won gold back in 2019. 2019, was- oh my lord. It was the U.S. versus Finland, and uh, Finland won that one. 2016, you're right, Finland beat Russia, and then it was 2014, which was the uh, legendary, um, you know, Finland team that eventually got all of the hut cards and um, NHL and uh, all that fun stuff. But, Chase, let's now move on to talk a little bit about Germany. Yeah, so this German team... Uh,
0: last year i liked them to be a sneaky team and i said you know give them give them one more year if they can get more insider to be able to come back um like the team is going to be legitimately really damn good and this would be the perfect year to do it but more insider is not going to be playing in this tournament he's preparing for the nhl uh he's also you know he's going to be on the red wings this year he's going to be one of the better defensemen he's He's been probably one of the best players, not the best player in Europe so far throughout the season. He's just been dominating the Swedish league. Uh, so he just wants to prepare for that NHL team. Uh, you know, understandable, but disappointing. Really wanted to see him play. Uh, Germany will also be without Nino Kinder and Lucas Reichel as they tested positive for COVID. So they could not board the team playing to come over to Red Deer. So this team is going to be... Uh, Lacking, a f- you know, that's those are three other top players right there. You know, they, they're still going to have Tim Stutzel. Possibly, he might be able to play, but he still is injured. Um, he says there's no chance he doesn't play in the tournament. So we'll see if that actually rings true or not. And then John Jason and Paterica, Max- Maximilian Glotzel, Those guys are really going to have to kind of step up and r- really provide for this team. Um, I don't think they're going to get relegated, but they're going to be pretty close to being a relegation team.
1: Yeah, and that's really unfortunate. And I I do hope that we see Tim Stutzel because uh, if he plays, he could easily be one of the best players in this tournament. And it'd be awesome to see the third overall pick compete here. Um, A guy that they're going to need if they don't want to, you know, be close to that relegation area, which is... uh, Unfortunate, because obviously you and I, we had a love for Germany last year and, uh, you know, we we hope to see them do well. Both German heritage, both speak a little German uh, because we're cool like that, right? Oh, yeah. Super cool. All right. Let's move on now to Slovakia. Uh, You know, one of those teams that is there. It seems like they're there every year, but they're not really making too much of an impact.
0: No, they're always going to be in the tournament they're not going to medal. Uh, There might be a year where they eventually medal, but they're also not going to get relegated anytime soon either. Really, the only thing I'm looking forward to this year is they have two um, underagers, excuse me, and Simo Namich. Uh, I really look forward to seeing those two guys play. And it's still not even official that they're on the team. Um, these rosters have not been finalized for Slo- Slovakia. They're coming over uh, to Red Deer, then they're making their final cuts, just in case of some people that get here and then they test positive and can't play. Um, but expect th- these; th- those two are pretty much locks. They're two of the best players at camp, even as underagers. Um, so, you know, th- they'll be fun to watch. But really, that's about what you're going to get from Slovakia.
1: Right. And what do you think about that, Chase? I mean, I think from a team perspective, not doing your final cuts until you get here is smart. But at the same time, like it would kind of suck for a player to travel from Slovakia all the way over to Canada and then be like, oh, no, I got to go pack my bags. Yeah, that, that would
0: be brutal. See, if, if it's someone who's playing, like, going to be playing their season in North America, I, mean, I guess whatever, they're they're getting a free plane ride over here. But, like, if they're going back over to Slovakia to play, which most of these kids are, there's only a few that play over in North America coming this season. Uh, yeah, that, that sucks. I mean, maybe if they get to go, they can at least go watch some world junior hockey. Um, They don't have to fly back right away. Cause, I mean, they have to quarantine anyway before they fly back. Um, So, if, if yeah, that
1: that would really suck to be one of those final cuts. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, I don't know if there's any media passes in the bubble. um, But if if this can if the pandemic continues, I know there's talk about a vaccine, which is awesome. um, But if the pandemic for some reason continues into next year and there's another World Juniors in the bubble, you and I should definitely try to get some press passes.
0: Yeah, I don't know how likely that would be, but 100 percent we should try. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That'd be so cool. All or right, B. last last team in pool A. This would be Switzerland. Um, uh, you were telling me this is just a phenomenal roster this year.
0: Yeah, it'd be phenomenal if they were playing in like like the Division Two B tournament where they could be playing teams like North Korea. This team is horrible. They. They legitimately could be the relegated team. Uh, it's between them and Austria, and Austria the team we'll talk about next. Um, but really, really, these two are the worst in the tournament. Switzerland, this is really a downtime for them in terms of developing players. They've got some younger, uh, you know, like 14-, 15-, 16-year-olds coming up that are going to eventually, you know, help this team kind of go back to prominence yet again. But uh, it, it, it's it's really bad. There, there's a couple younger guys, a couple draft-eligible guys. Um, to keep an eye on for and the couple guys that you know have gone through the draft process already um, but th- this team is going to heavily struggle they I really don't know if they'll win and
1: in, in their pool that'd be really unfortunate uh however the game of hockey you never really know what's gonna happen unless it's like Switzerland versus Canada then you do but who knows maybe Switzerland can pull up an upset on on like a Slovakia or a or a Germany uh probably not like chase said not a very good team but you never really do know there. There's some teams that can make some crazy runs. Um, so we'll have to see. But Chase, let's talk about that other team that you think is primed for a relegation finals. Uh, this would be Austria.
0: Yep. So now we're officially in a pool B. Uh, Austria is they're, they're They're the newcomers to the tournament this year. Kazakhstan was in it last year, got relegated. So, Austria, um, I mean, they're the favorites to be relegated because their team, really, it's it's Marco Rossi, who's a hell of a player, but, like, that's literally it. I mean, you, you can mention a guy like Matias Baum or, Sina, or Santa Peters, but, like, they're really not even that special like, guys themselves. They're just fine players. Uh, they wouldn't make probably really any of these other teams. Maybe they would as very fringe players on a couple of them, but that's really it. This Austria team, they've got nothing going for them. It's not a country that really develops prospects, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Austria here because Kazakhstan got relegated last year. All right, let's talk about the Czech Republic now. Uh, This is... It seems like this is always your 4-6 to six range team. Uh, Sweden, Finland, and the Czech, they always battle it out. It seems in recent years, Czech has um, ha- had the less favorable matchups against those two and has always hovered around that 6 range. Um, but a really nice roster this year. Yeah, you know,
0: they, they could really surprise and medal. Um, I, I, like, I like a few other guys. Um, You know, one guy I really like on the defensive end, Stanislav Slo- uh, Svozl, excuse me, he's going to be draft eligible this year. He should end up a first round pick. Uh, You know, there's always a chance he falls, but talent wise, he's definitely in that realm. And then guys like Ian Misak and Yarmar Pitlick, Martin Hugo Hosh, uh, and then in that, yeah, Bednar, the team's got enough of those star players and a good goaltender where it really could do some damage. Um. Don't be surprised if they end up like in a medal round. Um. But also don't be surprised if they end up. You know, Mike said that four or five six range. Because that's just. It. It's. That's really what this team is. They're. They're. They're anywhere from one to six.
1: Yeah, and isn't that fun that the U.S. They get a very solid Czech Republic team as well as well as Russia and Sweden. That's gonna be. Oh yeah. Just excellent. I can't wait. But Chase, let's now talk about Russia. Um. Yaroslav Askarov, that's kind of what I what what I got to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean Askarov he's gonna, he's going to fight for you know top goalie in this tournament. He's definitely top 2 goalie in this tourney. Uh, but like they they've got a really damn talented roster, really offensively skilled roster. In terms of defense, um not not too much to worry about. Um, but Rodian Rodian Amarov, Igor Afanasyev, Igor Shinnikov, Maxim Groshev, Tampa Lightning Prospect Maxim Groshev, that is, Vasily Podkolzin, Murat Kushnutov, The these like these forwards are super skilled. Um, and they could be a really high scoring team, especially if Askarov can um, you know shut the door. They, they they could really, you know, be leading this tournament in goal differential. Um, they're I, I would I almost put them as a lock to metal. Um, I, I don't want to choose anything to be so true lock to metal other than Canada, but they're probably my next closest to lock.
1: Okay. That's very interesting. And Igor Chinnikov, Chase, uh, a kid, a couple months ago, we had no idea who he was yet. He makes a big impact over in Russia. He now makes the Russia world junior team. And uh, who knows? Columbus may have a, a, a really nice steal. Uh, what do you go? 21st overall? Yeah, and he's he's really surprising too, like this year. That's awesome. Uh, We'll definitely have to keep an eye on him, learn a little bit more about him, and uh, see how well he plays against top competition like this Sweden roster. Sweden. um, I mean, what's there to say? This team is always, you know, a top four, top five team in the World Juniors as as well as you know the Olympics. This team is always a threat.
0: Yeah, this team dominates in the preliminary rounds every single year. Um, I still, from that I'm saying, I can't remember last year if they lost or not, um, but I know, like, at least going into last year, they hadn't lost a preliminary game in the last like 13 tournaments because, the, for a reason, they just won all those games and ended up a high seed. Sometimes they medal, sometimes they don't. And actually, this Sweden team, like before, if everybody had all their players, um, it could choose from, like, whoever they want, except for the guys that chose to not play, like the guys like Lafreniere or Sider. Um, Sweden was my favorite. They were my favorite to win gold, but this team has kind of been decimated by COVID. Uh, their head coach, he cannot travel with the team. Four of their better players, Alvin Grew, Carl Hendrickson, William Macklin, and William Wellander. all four cannot play in this tournament because of COVID. Uh, so, you know, they're going to be missing a lot of studs. But at the same time, their roster has so much skill that, it can really make up for it, you know, when you've got Lucas Raymond, Alexander Holtz, Theodore Niederbach. You know, those are gonna be their probably three top forwards at this tournament. That's a pretty fantastic group on the back end. You still have Emil Andre, Tobias Bjornfott, Philip Roberg. Uh, it's just and even Victor from too. Don't want to forget him. And there's just a ton of talent there in that D group. And then in net, uh, Tampa prospect Hugo Alnefeldt, and then upcoming draft eligible Jesper Wallstedt. This team, like, they are the most complete team in this tournament.
1: and uh, I to say it's by a mile and that's even with missing four other better players. Yeah, that's crazy and it seems like uh Recently, for sure, Sweden has boasts just a tremendous defensive core. I mean, every Swedish defenseman coming into the NHL draft, whether that be, you know, first to third round, they're always just amazing skaters. They know how to play the game, and it looks like Sweden is going to boast yet again another dominant defensive group. And Chase, I looked it up. We got Sweden currently on a 51 game win streak in the preliminary round. Yeah, like that's just ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely crazy. All right, Chase. Well, the moment we have all been waiting for. Let's talk about this United States roster.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it kind of worked out. They we were able to save the best for last. So here we go. Uh, this U.S. team, they're, they're going to be awesome. They're they are going to be fun to watch. You know, a top two goalie with Spencer Knight uh, compared to Yaroslav Askarov. But they do have the best goalie tandem in the tournament with Spencer Knight and Dustin Wolf. And it's really not even like close in that aspect. I really love the four group. The, the decor is solid at best is the issue. Uh, no Jack Hughes, of course. And I didn't expect him to play. But the one that's a surprise to me is Nick Robertson. Um, I guess Toronto kind of told him, hey, we're not comfortable just giving you a roster spot yet, even though you're a lock to be a top nine, maybe even top six player for us because of how good you played for us last year and how good you are. Um, so he couldn't go play in World Juniors. He has to prepare for their camp, which sucks because if he was going to be in the World Juniors, he was going to be my pick to win uh, like Uh, the MVP of the tournament and top forward of the tournament so that that sucks Um, but regardless uh, you know Matthew Beaners, Matthew Boldy, Cole Caulfield, Arthur Kaliev, Patrick Moynihan, Alex Turcott, Trevor Zgross, Jake Sanderson, Hunter Skinner then as I mentioned Spencer Knight, Dustin Wolf all these guys are going to be studs Uh, this U.S. team is in a hell of a spot to medal they should they should be uh, you know competing it's going to be hard to win gold with Canada, as good as they are, and even with Sweden being so good. Um, so, But they're going to have to fight for that silver or bronze. I definitely think it's possible, but it's going to be a tough tournament. This is
1: probably one of the better tournaments that we've seen in a long time. And Chase, you know Toronto did that to Nick Robertson just because they didn't want him to face Canada. Like, facts. Like come on, that that's obvious. They're getting into the mind games. They don't. They know that he's not a uh, a borderline player that's gonna have to fight for his position. But they they just didn't want Canada to face him, and I mean it's understandable. Um, but last year Chase, we had a very similar roster. We saw the likes of Cole Caulfield, Arthur Kelly of Alex Turcotte, Trevor Zegras, and others. Uh, however, it seemed like Turcotte and Caulfield really got off slow in World Juniors last year. I have a feeling it's not going to be the same this year. Both a little bit older, both um, some more. What am I trying to say? Some more experience. Um, so I, I'm excited to see these guys play. Uh, Alex Turcotte obviously signed his contract with LA. So um, I'm I'm excited to see how these players perform this year in comparison to last year, where it seemed like Trevor Ziegler was really only it was really the only force for this uh, American roster. Well, because of the way that
0: like Cole Caulfield is getting used. He's being used as like a third-line forward, not being put in the power play, not given the opportunity to score. That's going to change this year. He's going to be their top scorer. He's going to lead the tournament in goals. I'd be shocked if he didn't, to be honest. Um, so he'll get that opportunity this year. He'll have much more of a chance. He'll dominate. Everyone's going to be like, holy hell, this kid is so good. And he is really good. And he's probably going to be an NHLer, not this season, but the following season. So you can kind of get a glimpse at him before he steps you know, onto that Montreal roster. But, yeah, I mean, be super excited about this U.S. team if you're a World Junior fan. Uh, They're going to be a ton of fun to watch.
1: And honestly, if if you're not the biggest World Junior fan, give it a try if you haven't already because it – is so exciting to root for your country to root for you know 19 year olds to carry your team to a gold medal it's it's so fun it's always so electric and when you have games between the likes of usa canada russia sweden finland and czech republic that go down to the wire that go into overtime that uh you know i think it was a couple years ago it was canada versus us and it seemed like goals kept getting traded back and forth within the last like five minutes and and uh, it's just the most exciting type of hockey, at least in my mind. Especially because you can just be an absolute diehard because um, it's your country. You want them to win.
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if if, if regardless of if a world junior fan or not, you know, if you're from the U.S., you're still gonna even like if you have any slight idea what the tournament is, you're still gonna root for the U.S. If you're from Canada, are still gonna root for Canada. You know, it's just a uh, you know a great tournament. It's a great opportunity for these young kids, and it's just so much fun. And if you're not a World Junior fan, I really highly recommend watching this year. Uh, we're going to see games on Christmas Day this year for the first time in a while. They needed an extra day to accommodate because normally they play in two rinks. This year, just one because of the bubble. So, I mean, on Christmas Day, we're going to be able to see the U.S. take on Russia, if I'm not mistaken, I think is the game. Yeah, that's at 730 Eastern Time. So, uh, I mean, a hell of a game to start off the tourney.
1: Absolutely. And if you guys don't already, download the IIHF app. Because in that app, you can pick who the favorite is to, um, win a certain game. And it seems like Canadians always come in and root against America. Cause they're always not the favorite, especially against teams like Austria and Slovakia and stuff. So, yep. uh, make sure to download that app and start rooting for the United States because I want to see us be a favorite at least once this year. Um, but Chase, that's really it. We're going to hop into, um, hockey name of the day here, uh, in just a second, because I do want to announce our interview uh, that's going to be coming up on this week's episode, this Thursday's episode. Uh, it's a big one. We had a we had a really nice interview, and I'm excited to announce it.
0: Upcoming on this week's episode, we have a member of the Barry Colts uh, OHL junior team and current co-host of the Showbound podcast, uh, Ethan Cardwell. Uh, you know, it, it was a ton of fun. This is a kid that he, he played on the Saginaw Spirit when I was interning with that team. Uh, you know, hell of a kid. Um, him and I always got along. Always joked around. Um, he, he's a truly special player, special kind of person. Um, you know, he was not drafted. We're gonna talk about that um in the interview, so you know, be sure to listen. But you know, it, it it was it was really a ton of fun.
1: Absolutely, he's, he's a he's a funny kid, and uh, yes, hey, he is. He's a he, character. He's got like three options right now. At uh, at such a young age, he's got like three options for his profession. Like. Freaking stud, uh, and of course, we talk about that in the podcast as well, or uh, in the interview as well. But Chase, let's now move on to hockey name of the day, the last segment of the show. Oh boy, this is a name. Uh, we've got Consta Mice Mice Gammon, No, because the I is not before
0: the S, so Consta oh. Me- Messi Common. So, Con- Consta Messi Common, uh, he is a 25 year old defenseman from Finland, currently playing in Poland. So, you know, not really uh, a common route traveled, playing playing in Poland, especially being from Finland. But, you know, sure enough, that's what he's doing. Uh, he recently got over there, has one assist in one game over there. Uh, you know, not, not too much damage. He's really kind of a nothing player, doesn't play internationally for Finland at all. Uh, you know, he's played some league games, not too many, tend to be exact. He's mostly played in that second-level Finnish league, played in the Slovakian league. Uh, you know, he, he's just he's just kind of a... You know, defensive defenseman, not really put up much points, just kind of be there and help out your team however he can. Uh, You know, not, as I said, not a special player, but fun name to say. I had a feeling that you were going to be able to that you were going to mess this one up, I should say. So I was happy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. My brain must have like just developed some dyslexia or something because I could have sworn the I was before the S, but uh, not the case. So got that one wrong. But uh, hey, we'll try next week. All right, Chase, that's it for the episode. If you could give our lovely folks a rundown on what they can do to stay up to date with us uh, and then we can get out of here.
0: Yeah, I mean, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, we would really appreciate that. Uh, you know, there's different dollar amounts for different levels of support that you want to offer. So if you guys want to do that, you know, that would be great. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. Then you should also follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. And then if you're into football, you might as well follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod, at WNP Sports Pod. Make sure to follow all three of those accounts i mean uh, who who wouldn't want to you know hear from us more hear from the podcast network more i mean we're we're just the best in the business so i mean definitely make sure to get there you know turn on tweet notifications why not just 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 for the hell of it you know you you might be able to catch something that you might miss normally maybe you can get an early uh you know entry on a giveaway or something but make sure to check out the hockey podcast network.com find all the podcasts with the network right there boom click the logo listen easy peasy lemon squeezy and whoever you're listening, if you could rate us five stars, you know, leave a comment, uh, give us a like, uh, give us a share, uh, whatever the whatever the hell that you see fit, you know, we'd really appreciate
1: yeah absolutely and we will be bringing polls back as of next monday we're going to be asking you guys about the world juniors see what you guys think who's the favorite who's the favorite for relegation all that so polls will be back next monday uh this thursday of course we have the interview with ethan cardwell we really hope you guys enjoy it uh that's going to do it for this episode guys we appreciate you coming out and we will talk to you next time